Hey, what's good? What's <laughs> happening, everybody? You already know who this is. It's just a hopeful child. <clears throat> Start coming back at you once again. And y'all, I got a wonderful speaker here today for y'all, Elena Moore. I'm telling you, man, she's an author, she's a mother, she's a leader, and she out here just leading the way for her son. How are you doing today, Elena Moore? Good, good. And I know so it's kind of confusing. So it's Alana, but Alana don't feel Moore. bad. Yeah, don't feel bad for saying that because when I graduated, they still called me Elena. It looks like Elena. <laughs> right. It, it made the the A is a different sound sound. Exactly. <laughs> Alana. Okay. Let me stop butchering people's names. That's one thing that's on my bucket list to stop butchering these people's names. I'm like, my name could be butchered all the time. Now I'm over here butchering other people's names. So it's okay. Hey, that's cool. Alana Moore. Um, I, I would say Alana for the rest on out i know that. <laughs> if i say elena just be like nah alana okay, okay it's all good just like nah alana you know so how, how's life been how's things been doing your way things have been really good honestly um it's just been a blessing to be at home um i mean within i know it's been difficult with the pandemic and everything like that so it's come with its challenges but for me i just saw so many blessings with being at home and and just vibing at home and creating and all of that so anyway it's been good <laughs> you're a mother too so mother one yes mother one six-year-old beautiful active strong-willed vibrant child oh, <laughs> Name oh, i know <laughs> I, have, I have two five-year-olds and i'm ready to throw them away oh snap two yeah two five-year-olds and they're about out the door i'm ready to throw them away oh. <laughs> you have a boy you have two girls you have a boys we can switch we yeah can switch. I, actually i wouldn't mind <laughs> one of them one of the girls they they, they so headstrong my uh, youngest daughter she's so headstrong um i remember one of my um bosses two that i was working with he, he was looking at her he's like yeah that's my son like because <laughs> she was so rough he was like she remind me of my son and i'm like yeah that's her that's her so we can we can definitely switch i probably get better work out of, out of, the, out of the boy than the girl she cries you heard her feeling she cries but she's so oh, strong yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids are dope. Kids are dope. And you also yeah. explained to me that you're, you have an ADHD son. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. way, he encouraged the book. Yes. So he was diagnosed with ADHD at three years old. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I'm not going to lie. So when he was first born, you know, super quiet, um, baby, just sweet, smiling all the time, everything like that, right? And then, so it's not like I noticed a will or anything, a strong will between the ages of zero and one. But then when he was like a little bit older than one, um, maybe one and a half, I started mm. noticing like a strong will. And I was like, he has a fire in him that like, I know he has more fire in him than most people I know, you know, like the most babies. He's got something like a fire. I just thought it was like a strong will. And then um, when he was, then like when he was two to three, I was trying to be that mom that, you know, signing my, I, I'm very involved. So I'd like to sign him up for different things. Let's try gymnastics. Let's try this, let's try that. Oh no. So I tried to sign him up for gymnastics, Taekwondo. He was not sitting. He was just running around all over the place. He was giving everybody a hard time. I was like, all right, you know what? So that happened repetitively for a long time. <laughs> and, and then in um, preschool, I was getting, you know, 
well, your son was climbing all over this today. He was doing this, he's done every day. So I was like, all right. So now other people are seeing it. So then I was like, I really like, I didn't think about ADHD at first. I just thought he was a strong-willed child. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, my son's a Scorpio. Maybe he's just a strong-willed child Ooh, or something. Man, you got a Scorpio? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my daughter's a Scorpio. Look at that, bro. I'm, I'm throwing yeah. me. <laughs> See, I was like, maybe it's just that Scorpio energy, though. <laughs> but um, but then, <laughs> but then I took him to get um evaluated, and um, cause I did think like, cause I'm in the mental health profession, and I work in um ABA therapy, so that means mm -hmm. I worked with children with autism and ADHD for like four years. So I just thought like, let's. Let's, you know, look at all different options, everything that it could be. So anyway, he got evaluated and they did diagnose him with combined types. So inattentive ADHD and hyperactive. Wow. Um, and then I, at first I felt like I was um, having a tough time with it because I was like mourning the the loss of what I thought was like a neurotypical child. Like, oh, but like, mm -hmm. am I gonna be able to take him to like events and things without like, you know, like, is he gonna be able to enjoy stuff? Cause you know, his, he used to, you know, his emotions were intense, you know, if he was happy, he was really happy and really hyper. If he was upset, he was really not trying to listen. So I was like, mm -hmm. really like, yeah. I was like, you know, are you gonna, I said, it's gonna be like this long-term. So when they said ADHD, I allowed the label to affect the way I felt, you know, which is like, oh my gosh, you know, things are going to be different. His life's going to be different, things like that. Right? right. So, um, but I was totally wrong, you know, and I told myself, you can continue to think about it this way and be negative and be like, oh, life's going to be hard. Oh, everything's going to be different. Or you can accept him for who he is and notice how amazing he is and how many strengths he has with this, right. you know? And so that's when, I was like, no, you know, it was like, I was telling me, look at it differently. I need you to look at him differently. You're his mother. You're the one who's his encourager. You're the mm -hmm. one who's supposed to empower him. So everybody else is going to say, oh, you have ADHD, sit down, do this, do that. You need to be the one to, to point out the strengths, you know, of it. And you need to embrace them yourself. So yeah. anyway, that's what came up with like, you know what, you're right. You know, so then I came up with that, that book idea. Like, I want to write a book about him. I do want to tell the world, like, he he's way more than his ADHD and actually ADHD could be a superpower yeah. and look at you know so then I wrote the book and, and that's how it came up and that's why we titled this podcast today ADHD my superpower because <laughs> man hey all things I feel like are superpowers you know um not everybody some some people are born with disabilities and some are disabilities that they find out later in life and my brother was definitely ADHD. Like he would play with a string and be so happy and would disturb the whole church and just like, I'm like, bro, put that down, stop. And I remember in church, my mom would pop him. It did not matter. He would find another string off his shirt and just still do it again. I'm like, you have a good time and a big imagination. What are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> and in his mind, I'm good. You know, yeah. I want to go play here. I want to go jump off here. I want to go do this. And he just does it without even thinking. Right. right. And that, that was my brother for a long time. Even now, I think he has um, learned to control it. Um, but um, that was something as a kid, I remember my mom fighting with him about because she didn't want to give him medication, but he was definitely, definitely ADHD because he was interrupt class as far as like attention span. Right. Attention span. Right. Hey. Yeah. I, I, I can relate to that a lot. It's just an impulse. Like, 
right when he thinks he wants to do something, he'll just do it. You know, you look away and he's doing something else, you know, and like everything. So, but I, I mean, I like the will. It just, you know, you shape the will because it's, that's going to be used to do great things. Like that strong will, that persistence, that like drive, that determination, that's, that can be used for good things. But yeah, as a kid, it's like, whoa. <laughs> Hold on, it's so much energy. And you gotta yeah. give it them somewhere. Probably get a lot of energy from you. You probably have a lot of energy and you give. Um, you just probably more quiet with it. He just, um, yeah. look at me. And he's just, it's like a kid energy, you know? Kids are more vibrant. So they're more of, I'm gonna do it without even thinking about it. Cause they don't know right. this. They don't know um, the, the hurt that could come behind it. They just want to mm -hmm. do it. So I mean, right. as a as a child, you know, who was Alana as a child growing up? Were you anything like your son, <laughs> fast impulsive? Yeah, I love that you said that because you were like, oh, you, he might have got it from you. You're just a little bit more quiet. I said, unfortunately, no, I wasn't more quiet when I was younger. Oh was no! <laughs> <laughs> my parents will tell you, oh my gosh, like I was so strong-willed. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So when I when I was younger, though, it was more of like a. Yeah, it was a hyperactive, you know, I was just hyperactive all the time. Not necessarily emotionally strong-willed. I mean, I guess that too, but I was just running around everywhere all the time. I always wanted to do something. I always wanted to like, and I can tap into that child like energy when I think about it. I'm like, man, I was zooming. I was going everywhere. I was, <laughs> I was like, I always wanted to play. I was so active, you know, and I did a lot of sports and things like that. I was always playing outside with my dad. I was just really like kind of a rough, tough and fun, you know, girl, but I never sat down either. So I said, I can look at it from the perspective of a parent right now and be like, oh, yeah. my son's everywhere. But I'm like, that was you, girl. You were doing yeah. that too. That's so yeah. Like, I don't understand. She get bored and cries because she's bored. I'm like, go possibly do. So I would give her a little task, but I'm done. What do I do next? Um, I don't know. I, okay, I made you fold clothes. I, I made you clean your room up. And like, she's always got to be doing something. And mm -hmm. that's when I started thinking too. Like, she's so hyperactive that it does not matter. She get in trouble, it does not matter. Five minutes later, she's doing the same thing. And I'm like, you just got in trouble for that. And I, I'm like, you. I've started to realize that maybe, maybe she could be just hyperactive. You know, just a very active child that needs something right. to do all the time. Um, mm -hmm. I thought at first it was just a six, uh, six to five year old syndrome. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, they're five year old. You got a five year old? It's a syndrome for the five year old. They don't want to sit down for some reason. But as they get older, you're like, let me put you to work. They're gonna stop. They're like, I don't want to. I don't want to work. I don't want My to mom did me like that. She's like, yo, you want some work? Here's some chores. Oh, I'm good. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do it. So that's what's up. Now you know your son's not that far from you. He was just like you. You get like. What they say when you get kids is like you times two. They right. Like, <laughs> you get yourself back. Now you're in your it's parents' true. role. Yeah, my parents always said like, okay, watch when you have children. I was like, yeah, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Now you're here he is. So while you're right, he's twice as active as me. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know? But like, I was like, I can't say anything because I did the same thing. I and I was always that child that's like, what are we gonna do next? My dad's like, we literally just went like four different places. Like we're going home. And I was like, no, where are we gonna go next? And my son's like that too. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And then you say, we're going home. They're like, yeah, why are you crying? I don't get it. We just did nine things today. I'm broke, I'm tired. There's no more to give. And they still applying their minds like, oh, well, can I have this? Can I do this? Can I have this? Yeah, yeah, knock yourself out. 
Sometimes I'll go blank. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else answer to give, but we already did everything. Try again for tomorrow. So right. When you went to college though, did that change, you know, whether you being fast paced of as growing up? Did it change or did it still was it still there just in books? It was redirected into a lot of organizational involvement. So yeah, my academics have always been pretty strong, like my my uh, my work ethic, I should say. Mm. Um, but my like my activity, I was I remember I would tell my friends, I'm like I'm literally in nine different organizations, <laughs> like in the college, like, I, yeah. I, I like being involved from like the mom group i was in a i was a, a the leader of a poetry organization and mentoring groups i was in plays because i like to do theater uh with my little dramatic self i was like mentoring in the community i had jobs <laughs> like i just like to stay active <laughs> so that's how it manifested in college but like it was good for me because it like i networked a lot i met a lot of amazing people i did a lot of you know i was granted the awesome opportunity to to do a lot of awesome things you know um but that activity is always me trying to be involved in something you know even to this day people are like you're always like you always do you don't just go to work you know what i mean like you do so much more all right look that's, that's a hyperactive one i was telling you about oh, it's just so it's cute. So i'm talking about like you put it you put in a room full of girls you probably make them all cry Try to make them all cry. Fill the room for the boys, then they may cry too. I don't know. She's <laughs> strong. She's really strong though. A hyperactive, just like your son. Like when when uh when my student was like, that's my son. It made me feel somewhere like, bro, why you said like that? Like she's not just <laughs> he was talking about how, how her energy was, you know, she's always hyperactive and that's something on my mind, dude. So I got it. I was like, dang, bro, they gonna they gonna look at you like you too strong and like <laughs> but she that is good though. She's gonna be a boss and a leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, you you um was it put into all these groups to redirect yourself and same thing. We would think about groups, acting groups, um book book groups and writing groups that they, the kids can get in because they need that. You know, like right. me as a kid, that was my problem. I, I needed something to do. When I lived in the country, so it was nothing. To do. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna play basketball. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go on this sport. I'm gonna do this, and just so I didn't have to be at home, you know. And yeah. <laughs> it helps out a lot when you start finding ways to redirect it. Right. So I, I feel like as they get older, they'll they'll find things to put that energy. In, you know. Absolutely. I I fully believe it, and I think as a child, it's kind of not knowing what to do with it, you know, or how to manage it. It's like I just know I feel like I want to do something, so I'm gonna do it. You know, and versus like when you get older, you're like, okay, I have energy, but I know now what I can put it into, you know, but now, right now it's me as the parent trying to put him in different things, taekwondo, basketball, things like that. There's choirs in the church choir. I'm gonna put him in the Boy Scouts, like, you know. He's like, oh, so Yes. <laughs> That's the club. And when we use in school, what, what did you major in? So interestingly enough, I was a child development major. So I studied children and behavior and all of those wonderful things. And so, I mean, 
Child development, I went to Spelman College in Georgia. So child development, um, the child development major was more geared toward teaching. Mm. And when I was in the classroom, I all I really looked at, I mean, of course I taught, but what I kept looking at is the way people behave, the way kids were interacting with each other, what triggered the, these different behaviors. Like I really like looking at behavior. So I'm like, am I in the wrong, like I'm not in the wrong major because I love children, mm. but I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to teach. I think I'm supposed to do something related to like looking at their behavior. So even my research project was on like behavior, like social, emotional behavior. And then my master's, I was like, I need to get a master's and I need to get it in like therapy, you know? So then I went the therapy route instead of the teaching route um, because I looked at behavior. But interestingly enough, I did child development. So I've been working with kids for a long time. Yeah, and I love kids. <laughs> you had like sound like you had some experience before you even had your own. You're like I, I got an idea now. It's a little different when it's yours because you can't give them back. right. <laughs> you can't be like here you go. I'll see y'all tomorrow. All right. right. Now you gotta be like they're 24. Like dog, I gotta go home with you. Right. <laughs> not, not they go home with you, but I gotta go home with you. Like right. Right. So that's what's up. That's what's up. And I feel like they have a strong role model to um to go by because. He see you doing all these great things and um, you'll be able to show him how to channel his energy a little different. And then writing this book was dope, right? My ADHD is my superpower. Like, why Why did you name it that, my superpower? Like, what made you name it that? I wanted to name it a superpower because um, I saw that people were seeing it as like a crush or a flaw, you know, mm -hmm. in him. And when he, he went in the elementary school system kind of early, he went in like a trip a TK or pre-K I should say but he went to the actual elementary school level at four and he was getting in a lot of trouble but the way that it was being communicated to me and when we had meetings and stuff it was really negative and it broke my heart not to say that I was negating what was going on but the way they actually communicated it to me was mm -hmm. very negative you know like very negative about his behavior saying that he needs to be in a a special education classroom, which was totally not what he actually needed. He just needed redirection, a positive redirection, positive reinforcement. But all when they talked about the ADHD, it was so negative. And I was like, I don't want him hearing that narrative as he right. grows up. I want him to know that he can you turn this into a superpower, you know? Mm -hmm. Put his cape on and say, you know what? Yeah, I got ADHD. That means I'm more creative, you know? That means I'm more yeah all of these things and so that's why i called it a superpower because i'm like no you you have something special don't ever let anybody make you feel like it's gonna isolate you or marginalize you because you have it it's actually a strength and so that's why i decided to name it that it is a strength because like i said they're the creativity they, they'll go from drawing wanting to be a jar want to be an athlete and then all these attributes you like you said you start to find out um what he's actually good at and even if the things that he feels that he's not as good as he want to be he can put that energy into it and be the best that he can so right. I'm like you i don't see adhd as a um a, a crutch um my youngest son they, they said the same thing he was too active he wasn't paying attention um, his grades was not as good, but it was like, with him, you have to catch his attention. If it don't catch his attention, then it means nothing to him. You can be talking to the wall and he don't care how many times he get in trouble. He's just mm -hmm. straight focused. And um, they they was like, oh, put him on this and put him on that. But what I saw when when they and my mom and them agreed, like, yeah, let's put him on this, was he wasn't the same. 
Mm -hmm. Right, we had to take them off because right. it was like just having a conversation to where when you have a conversation with him, he's direct with you, he's forward, he's um, upfront. It closed off his emotions, so he didn't know how to feel, he didn't know how to react. And then if you just yelling at him, he didn't have any emotion towards it. Just like, oh well, you're flustered at this today, and then two hours later, he's still going to do the same thing, and he's not going to even know why. You know, I mean, when he wasn't on the medication, he was more responsible. You know, he was more active. He was being a child. But when right. he was on the medication, he was like a zombie. He didn't want to play. He didn't want to do right. And I, I, I didn't like that. I was like, I rather, mm -hmm. I rather him get on my nerve than him sit there like that because, mm -hmm. because maybe mm -hmm. he started to feel like something wrong with him. You know. Right. And right. we actually went through like a therapy, and he, he was, um, he was upset because that he went through that. And he thought something was wrong with him after we got there, like talking to him. And we had yeah. to let him know that there was nothing wrong. A lot of kids uh, go through this, but mm -hmm. it's, it's to know how to help you, you know? Right. So it was actually a challenge at first, but now it's a good thing because now we know how to um, help him and not take medication and give it to him as a crutch, you know? Because I've never been the type of person I want to take my kids' creativity. I want them to have it. Absolutely. I love that. I yeah. love that. I'm so in agreement with that. I was like, oh, when I heard that, I was like, yes, that sounds exactly like the journey I was on, you know, where it's like, I don't want him to be on medication, like you said, because I've seen young adult, actually young adult men that have taken it and they w went from being vibrant, talkative and everything to being mm. like a zombie, like you said. And I'm like, if that's what happens when the medication kicks in, like you said, I'm like, I'd rather my child get on my nerves and jump on my back 24 seven than literally be not himself. You know what I mean? I do not want to take him away. I, I want him to embrace all of, I want him to know that we embrace him. You know, we can redirect it. Like you said, the therapy and knowing how to respond to him is key because right. you can do medication all day, but if you still don't know how to respond to what their needs are, nothing's really gonna change other than the fact that you're just slowing them down, yep. but that's it. You're not really changing. You're not really addressing the problem, you know? So right. I agree with you. I'm like, he's not on medication. My son's not on medication and some days, yeah, he's all over the walls or whatever, but you have to know how to respond, how to talk to him, if he needs breaks, when he needs breaks, does he need to mm -hmm. go outside? Does, you know, all of those things um, matter. So I love that yeah. you said that. That's the goal. But then, no, for real. And then, like, my brother, I saw with him, he's dealing, dealt with ADHD all his life. And then about age 25, um, he went into the military. It was like, he couldn't keep his attention. It was his attention. Like, he's very, very smart. Mm -hmm. But before he went in, it was a problem in school where he wasn't, he was not standing, like, fully focused because his mind was moving a thousand miles. So he was, he's very smart. So if you give him an answer, he's going to give you the whole paragraph instead of, like, the short way and mm -hmm. so um it became a problem because sleeping became a problem he him knowing that it's okay to feel this way became a problem and he was like like my son they put him on medication for a minute and i have never seen him like that because my mom denied it when he was a kid and he put he was taking it and he had to take off out of school the rest of that year because he was sleeping past time he was not making class he couldn't wake us up out of his sleep you know he'll he'll go to sleep on a monday and wake up on a wednesday trying to sleep this medication off and he was getting frustrated i can see him you see this anxiety escalating and i was like it's taken away from who he is right you know? and so I, I agree with you like even with just adults it it's the same as if it's an adult it's the same as it is with kids our, our mindset our energy don't change but I feel like when we don't know how to handle something, 
you become open to what to do and be like, oh yeah, take this and take that and take that. And it's taking away who we are, our creativity. Exactly. So I think that's a very good thing that you is letting your son know like, this is a superpower. And mm -hmm. not many kids get the chance to keep this superpower. Right. right. So hey, he got a cape that's forever is going to empower a lot of kids. Um, this book that you wrote though, was it in honor of him? Uh, was the character your son in the book? Yeah, it was him. <laughs> so his name is Josiah and the character is Jojo, which is his nickname. And actually everything that I wrote was like based on exactly what he does, like the creativity page. There's a page that says, you know, I love to be creative and, you know, my mind is um, my imagination is better than any movie I've ever seen. And he's like a thought bubble creating like this Lego boat and stuff, which he actually does. So I just based every page off of what he does and who he is, even like um, a bright personality, the page where it says he has a bright personality and he's honest and he's silly and he makes jokes. I wrote down an actual joke that he did with my, my dad and my family and stuff. Like everything that is in the book is, you know, related to everything that he's done before. And so it was really about him, which I was surprised. And I thank God that so many people, adults, children, people that didn't have any issues, they related to it. And I'm like, you're thank you god because i just intended it to be for him like a memoir right. for him but then it was actually ended up being you know for everyone but yeah all of that is about just him so that is <laughs> cool. you're you're like the um i'm with the pattern that i've been seeing with authors lately that they've been doing children book and the creative way you get to get the point of the message across the, from the book is dope um chris uh fed this in my last podcast that he's an author and he's right writing a, a, a kid's book for his daughter and he was saying what it what encouraged him that he was reading a kid's book to her and in the kid's book it was about basically being yourself and anytime she um anytime she would take on someone else feelings and be like, well, you shouldn't do that because I don't like it or something like that. She turned into a llama bean because she likes llama beans. So the thing was, she didn't want to eat the llama bean because her friends didn't think it was cool. So she was scared what people think. So anytime she would conform herself to what people think, she would become the food they eat instead of the llama bean, which is what she wanted. And I was like, that was dope. And so he said at the end of it, it was, he was reading to a bunch of four and five year olds and they was like, oh, she should just be herself. And I, I would give her a hug and now she had to do is be my friend and she could be herself. I'll eat the llama beans with it. And it was like dope that kids took a, a, a concept that adults deal with in life all the time. And they're able to grasp it at the age of four, at the age of five, just by putting it in a creative way. You know, yeah. so you did the same thing with your your son and you made his ADHD, his superhero, you know, his superpower. So it's like now you letting kids know like whether you got ADHD or whether you got whatever it is, it's not a disability, it's a superhero, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I've, I've met so many Down syndrome kids and when I learned they're stars kids, they're very, they're very rainbow kids, which means they don't have um, a visual of corruption which means they don't come into your life to hurt your feelings, right? right? That's why it takes them a minute if they realize that you're hurting their feelings. And I was like, oh, that's crazy because they don't have that sense that a lot of us do. They don't know that feeling of pain unless they create that pain. You know, if someone else say, oh, you can't do this because you have Down syndrome, then that's pain that they create themselves. But 
as long as they're happy, as long as they're vibrant and showing off who they are, I realize I see so many Down syndrome kids just being models and CEOs and entrepreneurs. And it's like, dog, that's crazy because as growing up as a kid, you didn't see that. You know, you right. saw kids make fun of them and be like, hey, why are you making fun of him? He's cool. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and you had the friends that were nerds and they were scared to be anything different because of right. they're getting picked on. So I like that. I, I applaud you for writing that book because you're not just helping your son, you're helping so many other parents to mm -hmm. be able to cope with their kids being different. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I, I'm so grateful, you know, because I'm a part of a lot of ADHD pages and things like that. And of course, you know, parents will vent and be like, oh, my child did this, this child did that today, or I feel so defeated, or I feel like I'm not thinking anything positive. And I said, I know it's hard. I know sometimes it can feel defeating, but look at it this way. And then I'll post, you know, what the book is and stuff like that, just to empower and, and to make people feel like they're not alone and, and to help people realize that there is a way that they can empower their her child but even with parents it's like sometimes the lens parents have is that it's the end all be all when the diagnosis comes it's the end and it's like the end of what you know right, right. um and so it's just the beginning of a life you know that you didn't even expect probably better than what you expected yeah you know but people see it as the end of something like like you know like how i did in the beginning and it's like the end of what though, you know, what was I expecting, you know? So now I got something better than that and I want to empower parents to see it like that too. So Aww, that's awesome. I like seeing different parents um do different things because again, our parents that, that taught us, they taught us from what they knew from their parents. So it was like older generation. So now you start to see a shift in parents. They're becoming more open to their kids, understand their kids a little more, and wanted to find out um, what, what what is something that's keeping them from being their best selves. Right. You know, back then it was like, oh, look, you're going to go to school, you're going to get good grades, you're going to go to college. That's it. You know, it wasn't room to be as much as creative, uh, whether you were um, in the, especially in the country, there's not that much room to be creative in the country because there's not that many scouts or people that actually see it or showcase your talent. But being in places like Cali and having a bigger um, school system, like I feel like that's that's something good for him too because now he gets to see diversity. You know, versus being in a smaller town, um, growing up with small kids, you're seeing the same people. You grew up with these people, so it's not really giving you a chance to be diverse. Mm -hmm. So as a mother that that you're now going through school um, and you're putting him in different curriculums and basically trying to see which one is his strong points and what you need to work with him more, what is the biggest challenge when it comes to coping or dealing with ADHD or a child with ADHD? I would say that, um, well, shoot, this is my challenge too. So maybe I have ADHD, no, but um, I would say that um, his emotions, like everything mm -hmm. he feels is intense. You know what I mean? And no emotion, I think it's a bad emotion, it's how you respond to it. So I think with him, he feels it intensely and his mind thinks, if I feel it, I need to act on it right away. Like if I'm right. upset, I need to act, you know, or I'm sad, I need to act and things like that. So um, those emotions can cause a lot of self-blame. Like, oh man, I'm no good, I did this, I did that. You know, very like negative self-talk and reactive, like mm -hmm. being reactive, you know? Um, and so that's what I would say may be the biggest challenge because it's like, he feels strongly, which again, you know, when directed the proper way, you cope with it the proper way, it's going to be great. But right now 
that's sometimes a challenge. Or if like when he gets frustrated, it's it's it's, it's more um how do i say it it's like a deeper level than you know than i'm used to of frustration or sadness or even the happiness too is like everything he feels is intense you know so um but that is kind of like me too so i was like maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just a trait you know but um i think the adhd has him behaving impulsively when he feels those things and so that would probably be what i want to say is the biggest challenge because let's say he's um we go somewhere and maybe he sees something he doesn't want to see. It could be a bug. It could be, it could be anything that, you know, he doesn't like instead of just saying, Oh no, I'm not doing that. And then walking the other way. Like, no, 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 no. Like very, you know, a lot of anxiety, you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, calm down. So it just takes a while um, to, cop, to, to, to get him back, you know, and then redirect mm -hmm. him. And that's okay. You know what I mean? But that'd probably be the biggest challenge because sometimes the emotions, respond and I, he responds in a way I don't expect when we're somewhere and I'm like whoa what happened what did you right. see why are you feeling that way you know and so that's probably the biggest challenge I'm not worried about it too much or anything like that but I just think he's emotion you know he feels emotions intensely but you know a lot of us do so right do you think more kids probably deal with ADHD than than that's reported uh, much, yeah, very likely. Um, and the reason I say that is because there's a lot of people that don't want our parents that maybe don't want that are in denial about, oh, it's not ADHD. They just got a lot of energy. They got this, they got that. So I think there's a lot of people that just don't even go in to get evaluated for a diagnosis that probably have the ADHD, um, that parents might just say, oh, they'll grow out of it. I've heard that they'll grow out of it, especially in minority communities you know they'll they say that a lot oh i was like that too oh you know all of that um but like you said i think as things are becoming more progressive mm -hmm. people are starting to accept or understand that oh wait that's probably adhd well let's find different ways to respond than we you know our parents would have or we you know traditional way let's get out of the, the traditional norm of parenting and find different ways which i love you know what i mean but i still think there's going to be a lot of kids that are probably not even evaluated you know that might have it so yeah probably underreported for sure i do think that um the those those behaviors i feel like all type of people in the school like that's think they should be aware of it you know should have class where they talk about the different type of people in addition with different types of disabilities and kids should know that um, because like you said, it can be a, a level of empowerment or to deteriorate somebody down because they may feel like, well, because I have Down syndrome or because I have the old man's disease, then I can't be normal. And those people, like I said, they're exceptional. They're super smart. They're super strong, which is crazy to me. I'm like, where are you getting all this strength from? And the amount of knowledge that they know, you'll be surprised because of the barriers that people put on them. You know, so I think that in school, they should implement the different type of um, people that the kids link up with so they know how to um, respect the next person. Because I feel like as kids, they're like, oh, we know black and white, we know girl and boy, but they don't know special needs, especially if you don't have a sister, brother, which special needs, you know? Um, they don't know, well, if they have Down syndrome, maybe if I say this in this way, I could be coming off me, you know? And then I feel like that'll help us as the kids grow, because now we start to open up to the environment to be aware and not, like you said, shun it off or being scared to say that, oh yeah, my child has ADHD or, oh yeah, my child has um, 
um, Down syndrome, not being afraid to say that that's their superpower. But look what they do. They, you know, they're they write a book. They wrote four books, or they, they wrote they got their own TV series. Like, look what my child did with this with this superpower. And right. it's great that you're building that with him because you let him know well. It's okay that you have a superpower, but know that there's other people that have superpowers that are a lot different than yours, and you have to be respectful because people are respectful right. to your superpower, you know. And there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with him, you know. There's nothing wrong with him. He's gonna grow, be, have a normal life, but he'll be the one that he'll be the person that's creating the beat, the behind the scenes of BT or <laughs> the, the number one skateboarder in the world. He'll be that person because he have high standards for himself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, well, I wanted to say you gave me a really good idea for my next book because <laughs> no, because I was I already had an idea, but then as you were talking, like I I've been having an idea, but as you were talking, I was like, oh snap, it's like the pieces are coming together. Yeah. You, you know what? I'm gonna shout you out yeah. for real. I'm gonna definitely uh get your book because I want to share that with my kids because they have different ways of um, creating their friends like they move from um, one state to another so it, it makes me laugh to see the certain things they do they got like a bucket of rock and they drew faces on the rock mm -hmm. and they named them and I was like what get all you rocks out of my yard they're my friends but you got friends in school but the fact <laughs> that they, they feel like well I'm lonely let me go create a friend you know mm -hmm. and the imagination they play with this rock it's like how many other friends you have rock buddies? Uh, you know, how many other people have weird things that we don't know about, but they're creating these things to make them feel comfortable, you exactly. know? And that's cool. What's that? Um, I don't know if you ever watched um, Ed, Ed and Eddie, but uh, it was a series back in the day called Ed, Ed oh, and Eddie. You remember the dude with the plank? Yeah, he, he had the I didn't watch it like that. Yeah, he had a plank with the face, and I, I can't never figure out why he was walking around with this board in his hand with a face on it. That was his friend, right? That was his safe comfort friend. And as I get yeah. older, I'm like, oh, snap, that was his friend, like his comfort friend, you know? And today we have kids that have comfort friends, whether it's toys, um, whether it's games, they have a comfort friend that they make up to make them comfortable, you know? Yeah. So that's dope. You should, you should do like, um, um, a my ADHD super superpower toy, like a toy for you know for kids to make them feel like they have a friend. Maybe he can he can be like the action figure doll or the um, plush doll, and he can be everybody's friend. I didn't even think about it like that. I was thinking about merch and stuff like that. I didn't even think about you are. You yeah, know I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can keep it. You can keep that. One. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep that one, and he he'll be everybody's friend. Everybody's friend. They feel like you only go go get you a um, ADHD super superpower toy. You know, yeah, you'll, you'll have Jojo right there being the superhero, super, superhero friend, encourage you to be great. You know, so yeah, keep yeah. that one. Keep that yeah. one. Yeah, we do. I'm going shout you out for all this too. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there any specific um, event that happened that you was like, okay, I need to write this book. I need to let other parents know that it's okay. You know, I want every other parents to know about my son. Um, was there any specific event or just a total of everything you was going through? Um, it was a lot. It was like kind of like uh, uh, a total of everything that I was going through. But then also my mentor um, from Atlanta, she 
I told her I was gonna write a book in college because I've always loved writing and it was gonna be called Who Am I? It was like an identity thing. And then um, the January 1st of last year, she mm. goes, I just found this, uh, she emailed me. She said, I found this beautiful card that you um, wrote and you told me that you were gonna write a book. And you know what, this year's the year and all of that. And I was like, oh, okay, you know? <laughs> I'm like, but that that concept I had in college, it wasn't, it wasn't like speaking to me anymore. I was like, well, what would I, you know, what, what now, you know? So I know it sounds kind of supernatural, but in a dream, literally I was like sleeping in a dream. I was like, got this concept of like, you need to write to empower your child, you know? And I think it was just a manifestation of everything I was seeing and going through with him. And it was like God's way of kind of waking me up and saying, I want to empower you to empower him to empower other people, you know? Right. So I like woke up, I remember in the middle of the night, he's like, you need to write that book. <laughs> so then I started writing it and I was like, I know it sounds kind of supernatural, but it was just, it was, that's what happened, you know? And then I was like, okay, I'll write it. <laughs> that's dope. And I feel like all, all of our next pieces are in our dreams. And, and someone's like, you know, I, I saw myself actually doing this and doing that, but it seems so unreal. And in reality, that actually be your next piece, you know, that if you just put it into work, then you'll find out that was a, that was a message from the most high, like, here, here you go. And I say, I don't think that's supernatural. I think we all, um, we have that intuition within us. Yes. So with your son, um, I know that like you say you created this book and this book is not only empowering him, but it's empowering so many others. When you first started his journey and learned that he was ADHD, is there anything about his superpower that you saw at first could have been a curse um, or you thought like, I'm not gonna be able to bounce back from that. And now you see it as, yes, this is definitely his superpower. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely like his determination. Like when he was younger, he was so determined to do what he wanted to do. <laughs> I was like, I need you to follow the rules, you know? But like, he was determined and I was just like, oh man. But then I started seeing that as a superpower because I'm like, he is so determined to get things done the way his way, you know? Um, but I feel like he's so individualistic. Like he doesn't conform. Um, he's like very non-conforming and I'm not staying to the rules all the time. He's definitely grown in that area, but um, he's just determined, like really persistent. And I love it though, because that really, he's, he, his work ethic is strong. Like, and they say that children with ADHD might have trouble with academics and things like that. With him, he wants to get the work done. I mean, he really wants to get the work done. When he's doing, you know, Taekwondo, he's very determined, very, like it's helped his, him, you know, focus or whatever, but even his movements, they're just very sharp. They're very determined. <laughs> he's determined to do well, you know, and, and be persistent through whatever it is that he's focused on. So. I used to see it as like, okay, this is gonna be real difficult. But um, when it's directed in the right areas, I'm like, that determination is gonna go far. So. Yeah, because he's not gonna self quit, you know, just to quit. Like, let me give up. He'll he'll he'll, he'll have to face those emotions because. I even feel like um, as I grew up and I went into the military myself, me and my brother were twins. So like, um, they were always like, yo, your brother, he's very quiet, very artistic, but everybody knew that he had ADHD. Like everybody knew he was super active and um, my mom put him in like extra, get him extra work. But I was more quiet. I was the one that was like writing stories that was more quiet, trying to write my thoughts down. And as I got older, I realized the reason why I wrote so much is because I was just like him, but quieter. Like I was just like him. I didn't know how to get my emotions out. I didn't know how to um, explain them. My mom would tell me all the time, like, 
you walk around your emotions on your sleeve. I would take things personally because yeah. I was the type of person, like I want to help everybody. And if you say something to me wrong or you made me feel like I'm I'm not doing what I thought I was doing, I would shut down hard. And my mom would be like, it's not, you don't have to cry about it or you don't have to feel bad about it. And as I became older, it got better, especially toward my teenage years. And uh, as an adult, I started to learn like those those emotions that I was facing, those are, like you said, superpowers because those are the emotions that you need to serve people. But you have to know which people are are deserving to serve. You know, when, when I mean deserving, where some people are more like, I call them energy vampires. They're mm -hmm. there, they have a lot of potential, they have goals, but you can get lost in that potential. You can get lost in those goals and that energy is draining. Then you have those like your son, you give him an opportunity, you're like, oh, I'll take it. Yep. Are you like you? You're like, oh, you want to do a podcast? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it's like, those are the people that I want to gravitate to, you know, the ones that are going to help bring more life to not just to myself, but how can I help you in your business? How can I help you in, in your growth? You know, can we, can we do shows together? Can we do venues together? Like, how can I help you eat bread like me? You know, and then at the end of the day, it's not even about just eating bread. It's two to three to four creative people or more come together and make this whole dream come true you know and that's dope you know and I, I was talking to my wife earlier I was like man when I first started this podcast maybe I had like 145 um plays you know and I was like people would get on but I was like the dedication that I had like your son I was like no matter how I feel no matter what I do I'm gonna put all my feelings if I cry I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna come and get on the podcast you know and I'm gonna still keep doing it and to see thousands of people listening to the podcast now and seeing people just willingly like yeah I'll do your podcast and even some people like hey you got a spot on the podcast for artists of the week and I'm like bro this is this is dope right and I'm pretty sure these same people was like oh he's a troublemaker when he was in school oh uh, he was a football player was in school he was a nerd within school and all these people are now coming out and being creative you know right so that's dope and now your son is going to have that same gift to be creative you know and not be able to like I gotta go to nine to five I gotta go to work I gotta do this 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 is like bro chill you know yeah, fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. You've been the leader of all parents and superhero parents out here leading away for these superhero kids, man. Um, and with this gift, you know, him having ADHD, what what was the specific part in the book that you wanted parents to like literally gravitate toward the most? You know, or something powerful that you actually wrote in the book that was meaningful to you, but maybe not many people know that that part of the book was very intense for you? Um, I would say the last page. Um, so after, you know, he talks about his superpowers in the book, like, oh, this is my superpower, that's my superpower. The last page is like a depiction of, you know, him working with uh, three different people, like mom, Taekwondo instructor, teacher. And what he's saying is, you know, I love so much about my ADHD, but basically what I really love the most is when people are patient with me, you know, and when mm. people um, like work with me one-on-one -on -one to get the job done, you know, and they appreciate my unique mind, you know? So I can love all this stuff about my ADHD, but really my biggest thing is that I appreciate the people that took the time out to be patient with me and to love me for who I am and to embrace my mind for what it is, you know, instead of trying to shift it, change it or whatever, they just were patient and they took individual time out of their day to meet me where I was at. 
And so it was intense for me because I'm like, man, you know, like I really needed to learn that and to see that in my child. Like all he wants is just somebody to be patient and embrace the mind, you know, that he has. Not people telling him sit down, calm down, focus. That's not how his mind works. It's not a standardized mind. So he's mm. not going to be under standardized rules. <laughs> like it's out of the box. So for somebody to embrace that and to just be patient and work with him where he's at, I, I, it was really powerful for me to to think about that, reflect on that and write it. And I think that's probably what, like even with what people have told me is one of the most powerful pages of the book for parents. And that's actually powerful here with me. I want, I want my daughter to definitely, I'm, I'm, we're gonna link up after this. Cause I want, I want my daughter to be able to, to see that because I swear some things that she do and say, it's just like, you didn't think about that. You just said it. And I'm starting to realize like you, I'm starting to realize that maybe, maybe they just don't know how. You know, as, as kids, I tell people all the time, as kids, we went from taught little babies, toddlers, to children, to preteens, to teenagers, to um, uh, early adults, to actually adults and to elderly. And so if you look at it, the world is making a shift and now you're like, people who are mothers, like your mom, my mom, they're now the grandmas, the Grammys. And then you, people like you and I, we're, we're now the moms, we're now the parents. And then you have the kids that were kids when we were getting, when we was growing up, they're now the preteens and out here dating. And, and it's like weird because the one thing I realized, none of us know what to fucking do. None of us know because we've never been preteens before. We've never been adults before. Like I, I asked my mom like, "What to do?" And she's like, "I don't know. What? I don't got time for that. Like, uh, tell me something else. Like, you put him in the corner work. She's like, maybe. Man, uh, all right, let's go, let's go to the park today. Like, let's go get this energy out. Let's go jump or something, you know. And I just started to realize that my mother is going through crisis because like she never been old before. Like to you, your mother was always old. That's why I say right? my mother was always old to me. But, if, but in reality, she's not. You know, my kids probably just like, you're old. But in reality, I'm not. And we're gonna switch roles one day. And now I'm looking you to take care of me. I'm gonna be scared. I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna be scared. I'm like, you gonna let me be creative too? I'll let you be creative, so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta let me be creative. You gotta give it back, you know? So that's, that's so, funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope. I get to see kids be like themselves and carry this out in life and be those amazing adults where I felt like when we was growing up, it was constricted. Uh, it was like mm -hmm. the unspoken languages. You had so many people, you probably knew as artists that can draw, that can rap, and you're like, man, I wonder what we're gonna be like in, in life. And they're still probably still chasing the dream of rappers and writers and artists, but we have the best time to do it now because we're in the age of technology. Mm -hmm. And you can start your business, be an author, you can be a, a podcaster, you can be an internet cessation, like whatever you want. You put that time in, like you said, you, you put that time and energy in, it's over. They got to have right. a dedication like your son, though. If you ain't got the dedication like him, right. you're not putting it in. <laughs> right. right. Put it in. <laughs> That's dope. That's real dope that I, I see so much strength in him. So I'm definitely going to share that book because I feel like it's something that all kids need parents too because we're learning lessons too like you say you was writing the book and you had to learn something you didn't know you was like dang maybe this all these years I was looking at it from my point of view and then I had to look yeah. at it from his point of view and you could have been like you know sit down go sit down on this because I do sometimes I'd be like bruh I'm trying <laughs> to think and you're making my cuckoo eyes come out like go away <laughs> bruh leave me alone and at the end of the day they just want you to give them a hug or they want you to play with them and it's like 
I play with you all day. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Go to bed. So I encourage you. I'm still gonna always encourage you to, to keep doing that because that is a very impactful thing to do, you know. Mm -hmm. And he needs that. Well, because you say he has emotions, he doesn't really know how to channel those emotions. And kids these days, I don't want them to feel like they should shut those emotion emotion off because a lot of them be lost like us. Like some of us didn't really know how to communicate with one another. So when it came to relationships. They fell apart because we right. thought we was communicating, but it wasn't a healthy way to communicate. Right. You know? So now your son getting ways to communicate healthier. He'll be, he'll be his free self, his authentic self. And yeah. he'll be unapologetically a bicep. Like, well, I don't like you because you got ADHD. Well, I don't like you because you're stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're like, man, he just called me stupid? Yeah, because ADHD does not fit your mind. It just means right. thinking of more ways to be creative. You know, exactly. He'll be able to stand up for himself. I, I'm proud of you, man. That's a sub. <laughs> That's a Thank so you. Oh, always. What's the biggest way that you're looking to, I can say, give back? Um, and like you said, you say you want to give back and inspire through your son. But what is the biggest way um, that you're looking to do that in other than the book? Oh, man, there's so many different ways. Like for me, I just kind of want to like you said we were saying earlier like we got to get out of our own the way we're perceiving things and look at it, things from their eyes and so as a parent um i know that we have or we can have specific expectations of like okay i want my child to grow and do this and do that yeah. but the expectations is what creates the limitations because when they want to do something different or outside of the norm of what we expected as parents for them to do, then they start feeling like we're not meeting them where they're at or we don't just love them authentically because we had an expectation. And then we get upset of like, well, I expected you to go to college. Well, I expected you to be this or I expected you to be that. But then it's like, we can't do that. You know what I mean? So what I'm trying to do is really just meet him where he's at. And I want him to choose like his path is of course I'm a guy like I'm I have to create guidance a space for guidance and growth but mm. uh, to do that I want him to be have all these different creative outlets I want to sign him up for different things because I want him to find what he likes you know right. I want him and and we'll try a bunch of different things we could try writing classes drama classes but it's ultimately going to be what he chooses and what he finds what he's passionate about and whatever he chooses I want to build off that passion every if it's drama then everything related to theater we're gonna do you know if it's um taekwondo everything related to that we're gonna do we're gonna travel we're gonna go to korea like study things like that just big things you know it's like what he does we're gonna go hard for it because i want him to to really feel supported you know and not feel like you have to do what i want you to do you can do what you want to do as long as you have a plan as long as you have determination you can't just do nothing but like whatever you want to do i got you you know so that's kind of the way I want to, you know, raise him and, and support him and stuff like that. That's dope. It's like be really good for theater, especially being able to challenge those emotions, know how to switch them on, switch them off. It'll be yeah. really, really good in theater and, and taking use that vibrant energy and give it back to the screen, you know. That'd be really cool to see him thrive in that area. I'm pretty sure Kwaitondo and Karate, I'm pretty sure he'll be very good at that too. Um, I, we thought about that with my daughters, like put him in that. One thing I was thinking about, I was like, eh, they could go wrong. They can, they can really fight each other. <laughs> and then and then if I, let, if I teach you that, then I'll have to put myself in class because then 
I don't want you to get older and like have to beat me up doing some feet action and I don't know nothing about that. And you come in here swole like, let me go get some candy. I'm like, nah, no candy today. You kick me in the face. I can't, you know? So me and my wife was debating me like, hmm, should we put them in karate? I was like, that's fine. That's Backfire, backfire. Yeah, I was like, I don't want them to grow up to beat me up. Like, I'm, I'm not for the violence. But like you said, like, um, they're, they're their own CEOs. Like, our kids, they have their own clothing line. And they, uh, when they first did their first official uh, clothing line, they had creative ways to put, I'm talking about every glitter you can think of was on the shirt and the shoe. I'm like, no, no one is going to buy this but you. And it was like, yeah, kids love it. And I'm like, what kids? The ones that love throw up like glitter, because they just put glitter on everything. There's like, oh, heart glitter, Spider-Man glitter. <laughs> like, you can't put Spider-Man in glitter. That's a boy's shirt. So they're like, nah, he likes it. He likes it. So I was like, okay, let's let's just put this out to the first 10 people that I see and see what they say. And what do you know? They're like, oh, my, my child would love this. And I'm like, this is so ugly, bro. Like, I, I was like, I wouldn't wear this as a kid. But like you said, it was like, we're breaking cycles of what we we wasn't allowed to do as a kid, you know? Right. We wasn't allowed to be as free and have our own things going on. We had to be inside of what's going on in the house. So now that they would do it, they're now even like, oh, we can make money this way, so can we put this together? You know, and I'm like, dang, they're actually looking at what me and my wife does on a daily basis, and, and they're telling their friends, like, we have our own clothing company, we have our own shoes, and to see them light up that way, it's like, they, I just want to keep them in that creative mindset, you know, and let them know that people that you're talking to, sometimes they may not understand what you're doing. You know, like, wh why you gotta do sets, you know? She came, my daughter came out, she like, Y'all had y'all y'all did a shoot and we had did we did like a full shoot and she's like not again and I was like hey 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 this is how we make our money so don't hate on it <laughs> and then her next the next day she came in and was like can I have a YouTube channel I, I got ideas and her idea was brilliant I'm like oh I didn't even see and it was just it's just my adult to see them ship out of a way that we only had it up here and I'm right. you know. So, hey, I see that it's not just me, it's not just my wife, but it's so many parents around the world that's thinking the same. You know, we're not trying to put our kids in this bubble of sit down, be quiet, and do what right. you told. Because that's getting a lot of us hurt, you know, sit down, be quiet, and do what you right. told. Nah, speak for yourself, walk your light, and if it's truly authentic, it'll shine. I tell my kids that all the time. If someone be your friend, and they like you for you, you don't have to explain yourself. Someone was like, I don't want to be your friend. If they tell you that, you don't have to accept that. Like, okay, well, you just missed the opportunity of a great friend. And you know, right. and you say your son is six? Yes. There's gonna be dope seeing him go to school and, and, and put some of these things that you're teaching him into play. Because my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's a crybaby. Crybaby. But they're just girls. I, I started to find out mm -hmm. those are girls, they cry. And I was like, I must have been different because I didn't really cry that much. But I did, I actually did. I cried behind <laughs> closed doors. When my brothers would be too mean, they'll beat me up and I'll cry. So I did cry. Mm -hmm. And um, she gets so creative sometimes. And when she gets frustrated, it's, it's like you said, it's extreme. It's mm -hmm. extreme. It takes 20 minutes sometimes to get her to calm down. It's like, you're draining me. You know, if she feels sad, it's like you said, it's like extra sad. Right. She'll wake up and be like, I'm sad. And she would turn the whole day sad. And I'm like, bro, 
you can be happy. So right. feeling that all the time. You're beautiful. You're amazing. And she went to school and there was a, a little kid that told her, you're ugly. Your hair is not straight. And she was like, well, it's because I'm beautiful and I'm a queen and queen's hair is curly. And I was like, that's that's dope. That's I dope. She didn't, that. to, she didn't have to fight. She didn't have to press back. And yes. she was like, all the other kids was like, there you go. They was like probably shouting her on. She's like, they pushed him away. Like he's been me. Don't play with him. And I was like, that's how you that's how you shine in yes. your fight. You have to say something. Cause like, cause if you had a cry, he would have just did it again. Yeah. Right. Came back and did it again. But the fact that you're like, I'm beautiful, I don't care. He was it made him look dumb. So yeah. now you start to see like if I say something, I don't have to cry. Exactly. If I say something that's making me sad, I don't have to make myself extra sad. Because exactly. life it is difficult to get to my name. Like Exactly. And I love that she's empowered to say that and that her reaction did not give give life to the other person's ignorance. You know? Mm-hmm. Like as long as your reactions don't give life to their ignorance, but they like
bring that into a deception and be like, well, maybe I didn't fully change like I thought I did. Maybe, maybe I didn't make those steps correctly like I thought I did. And right. it wasn't nothing you did. It's just only through those people around you. So the fact you gave him light, like, no, look what you did last year. Look where you at now. He's going to take that forever. He's going to be like, okay, look what my progress was last year and look at my progress this year. And he would never go into a space where someone's like, well, you're this and you're that. And you did this last year. And he's like, okay, that was last year. Right. All right, you know, that's good. I think that adults need that type of therapy too, you know, right. not be too hard on themselves. Um, and it doesn't matter what walk of life that you used to deal with, you can change. You right. Really can. Um, I see a lot of my friends that are, well, uh, older friends that I had as childhood friends, they're, it, it wasn't good childhood friends. Well, they were good childhood friends, but as we got older, they stayed in childhood friends and they're locked up or even worse. And I see like it's, it's the repetitive. They didn't change anything far as in, in their kids. Their kids is walking that same lot, making those same mistakes. And you, you're a prime example of how you don't want your child to make those same mistakes. You're like, look, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. And it's okay to mess up. Just acknowledge your growth, you know? And I feel like a lot of kids that I grew up with, they didn't have that. They didn't have that. They had the streets. So it was okay, well, you not doing enough? Cool, you can get out. You know, I'm pretty sure you had a lot of friends that were kicked out of the, you know, on the street as young age. It's like, what I'm gonna do? I'm a kid. I don't, I don't know. You know, so mm -hmm. it's very deep and heartfelt that you take time out with your son the way you do, and you guys both are superheroes. It's not just him. It's you too. You're the ultimate superhero because you made him a superhero, right? And he can see all the powers is in you too. You see, mommy makes all these these creation happen. I can do that too, you know. So he has a great example to follow, and that's brilliant. That's dope. And I'm proud of you. And I'm definitely gonna go shout out that book, y'all. <laughs> go check out my ADHD. It's my superpower. Uh, where can we find that book for all the listeners and watchers? There, where can they go support this book? It is on Amazon. So if you type in ADHD is my superpower by Alana Moore, A-L-A-N-A, M-O-O-R-E. It's on Amazon and you'll see it. Jojo, he's in a red cape, says ADHD. I also have a Facebook business page, ADHD is my superpower. Something is dropping soon as it relates to the book. So you can follow that business page or um, my Instagram, no more chains, N-O-M-O-O-R-E, chains, uh, all one word. And then yeah, some things are coming as it relates to the book. So just look out. <laughs> Go, let's go, man. We definitely want to link up, and I'm gonna go purchase that book right after we get off the phone. Show you some love. I want my kids to have those books. I'm always buying other people's books, especially if they wrote them, because I'm on, I'm on, I'm on that journey myself, writing my first book. And I want people be able to write it, read my book, and be like, dang, that's knowledge, that's facts. And the fact you guys put it in kid terms, I think that the, that's the most creative way to do a book is kids book. And I didn't even think of that at first. I went straight as focused on a dope book. And I was like, um, after my last podcast, I was like, dang, this is like the second person that did a kids book. And here you go, you're like the third person. And I'm like, there's something to this. Maybe I need to do a kids book first. Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But, uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna go for it, Alana, and I appreciate you letting everybody know on this on this call that look, you have a superpower, superhero, and you are you have superpowers whether you are normal, quote unquote, because none of us are normal, 
whether you old, young, does not matter. You can bring value to my life. So uh, she shouted out her uh, social media. Go check out that book on Amazon. Get it for your kids and look, get it for yourself too. Because as adults, we need to start out small to build up, you know, especially within our personal development. I feel like all of us need to start over um, and wash ourselves clean from the things that we learn as kids and so that we can be able to empower our kids in the right way. So a lot of more, appreciate you for coming on the PEG podcast, giving value. Go get that book, My ADHD is My Superpower uh, and on Amazon. Show her some love. And we're going to continue to show you love on a PEG podcast. And before we start, we, we go, I always like to start by the guest giving a prayer, but we did a little remix today because I honestly love the vibe. I love the energy and we've just been flowing. So before we get off, can you leave a little small word of prayer for the listeners? It doesn't matter what you believe in. If you believe in you, give that empowerment back to you so that we can join with you and we can continue to empower others for generations to come. Hey. Yeah, my, my biggest prayer for everybody is honestly to tap into to to really dig into your soul and tap into what you're passionate about and empower yourself so that you can empower others that's my biggest thing is that like tap into what's amazing about yourself because everybody has something amazing about themselves everybody and what i want to do is see everybody be them, their best selves and just live in that authenticity and that light and so please tap into your best self um because people need you you know, so tap that, tap into that. Amen. I, I give that confirmation. So I'm going to put a step on it and say amen. Because <laughs> I agree with you. We all have the most high of ourselves. You got to tap into it. Like she said, you got to tap into it. And it's been a blessing just to get on and hear the journey that you have not only been on, but you have created and inspired along the way. And so many other children are going to be impacted by your son, the superhero himself. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Dodo, man. You you already famous in my book, man. You don't even know. You don't know. He got fans all over. You don't even know it yet. But he, he's going to continue to pat me because as a kid, like you said, you never know who's going through what as a child. And just because they look normal, they may not be. So Jojo, you're a normal man. And in the eyes of me, normal is having the most freest creativity of them all. So his energy, his vibrancy, his passion, Yo, that's impactful to me. So he's the real superhero. He's the real superhero. So Alana, before we get off, I'm gonna leave you with one more thing. Leave the messengers and with anything you say, just boom, leave a message that's going to resonate with everybody. When they get off, they're like, man, Alana has some things going on. I remember there's one thing, if I don't remember anything else. <laughs> Ooh, put me on the spot. Let's see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I would just say, let's see, what do I want to say? I just, I'm, I mean, I'm all about empowerment, but for me, I just feel like do what you have, don't, don't conform to what anybody else expects of you, but honestly tap into the most unique parts of yourself and like, without caring, you know, freely, find freedom in your healing, find freedom in your in your authenticity and embrace that. And when you finally are free and you do not care about anybody but what's in here, but the soul, your soul, and you tap into the, the, to the best parts of that, you can do so many great things. And so do not allow anybody to limit what's in here because there's so much that that needs to come out. So find healing. If you need to heal, heal. If you need to, if you, whatever you need to do to get it out, get it out. And so 
Um, I'm all here for it. Come to me uh, for therapy. I'm just kidding. No, but tap into that, and, and I and I I I will applaud you for that because uh, whatever is in needs to come out of you. So. Healing is important. Unity is important. Uplifting one another is important. So, Elena, I appreciate you coming on to the PG podcast letting everybody know that you're creating more superheroes more impactful superheroes to create other superheroes and the biggest superhero that's in the building today is you man so i appreciate it and look if nobody told y'all today tomorrow yesterday that they love you know that shar loves you alana she loves you and if you don't love us back <laughs> you ain't gonna say it. we don't care we don't care if you don't love us back guess what we love you today we love you tomorrow. It ain't nothing you can do about it. So now you gotta go deal with your energy. It's somebody mad right now because we said we love them and they don't want to tell us back. But we love y'all. <laughs> ain't nothing y'all can do about it. And look, go check out her book. Look, it's on play on on um, Amazon. And look, man, y'all continue to live to inspire. Be blessed, and I'll see you later. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>